And the prince of a town called Bel Air. Yeah, let, let's record. Let's do it. Let's have a show. Let's have an episode of Breakfast with Your Friends podcast. Whoa. Whoa. Choo, 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 choo. I don't I don't even know what episode we're on now. There's we're so on episode many. sixteen. Ruin the magic. Oh. <laughs> I know exactly how many. It's I remember specifically because um I sent you the write-up of the last episode and it said bwif colon space zero zero one five so i (laughs) i remember vividly like i remember like it was two days ago you know in hindsight putting in four digits it was ambitious it was a little ambitious like you think about like how many because we do one once a week so are we going to be doing this for a thousand weeks Apparently we thought so at the beginning. We wanted to just leave room for us to have over a thousand episodes. You know what we could do is we could have it like once we're we move on to like season two or whatever, we could just chunk that fourth digit up by one. How so? I'm not following. Like we're on episode zero zero one five or one six or whatever, and like let's say we get up to like season like or like episode like a hundred or something like that and we decide we want to do something like different mm-hmm. we could like version 2.0 it and then have episode 1000 after like episode like 103 um we could i guess we could do anything we could have the next episode be episode 30 right we could have it be like episode like kyf yeah we could do that I guess. Which just reminded me of kefir, and now I'm hungry. <laughs> For, like, a probiotic? <laughs> yeah. Some of the flavored kefir is pretty good. Like, the, like the plain stuff is a little salty for my liking, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's it's all right. It's all right. I really like GT's... Well, I really like GT's kombucha, my favorite kombucha, but GT's has a um, coconut milk kefir that's really good, but for some reason it's, like, not available for sale, like, around these parts very well. And it's very plentifully, and it sucks. It's so good. It's banned in these here parts. It's so good. I know. It would cause pandemonium. Yeah. It, like, Whole Foods would, like, burn to the ground. Because people would be breaking in and stealing the kefir. Yep. Yeah. We haven't had that kefir here since 2003. (laughs) The great 2003 kefir riots. Yeah. (laughs) I was in Tucson, and I went to a health food store to get myself some snack and drink and i ended up getting one of those kefirs and it was and i took a few sips and immediately apparently my belly had been hurting and immediately it stopped and i was like nice that's really cool like kefir always does good things to my stomach yeah i just can't stomach it unless it's like flavored like bananas or whatever i don't like milk-based kefir as much it's a little off-putting to me I don't know what it is. I drink milk, but it's just my one my first experience with it. I was I'm clearly a very white man and I went into this very like Middle Eastern restaurant and the guy like I was like looking at stuff. I was asking what like things were. It was very helpful, like great restaurant. I don't remember the name of it, but I'm like, "Oh, man, this, you know, I want to try this kefir. And the guy was like, nah, are you sure? 
because we poisoned that kefir. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he knew. And then, like, I had the hubris of, like, someone who's been there and done that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, this is going to be good. I've had it before. Mm-hmm. You know, like a liar. <laughs> so I had it. And I finished my meal. And I'm... It was so bad. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take this kefir to go. And I immediately threw it out. It was so disgusting. So just the taste of it was bad? It was like drinking salty milk. Mm. Yuck. Yeah. That, that's about the sum of it. Did it make you feel better? Yeah. Yeah. I felt great afterward. But it was mm. like because it was my first time having it, I was just not ready for like chugging it was a bad idea. And... I, I feel I was too embarrassed to be like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, I, in fact, hated this. Yeah, they don't usually give the kefir to the tourists, I guess. Or, well, I guess you weren't a tourist, but to the I was to a, the Americans. I was a tourist of Somerville, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you sure you wouldn't like a Diet Coke? I know. I'm. <laughs> I look like such a Diet Pepsi guy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Diet Pepsi? No, oh. I, but I look like one. I look like someone who drinks sugar. <laughs> like Or aspartame. You got the aspartame glow in your eyes. Yeah, right. The twinkle. <laughs> that, that fucking aspartame halo. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you look like someone who might be acquitted based on the Twinkie defense or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. It, you need to explain to the audience what that is. The Twinkie defense. And not me, explicitly. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy who killed um, Harvey Milk and also someone else, um, and I don't know my history that well, but um, he was, that was part of his defense that he was like eating too much sugar and he was like, what? his blood sugar was like unstable, including like eating too much Twinkies. And that's one reason he like murdered like Harvey Milk and someone else. Did, did, did he get acquitted? I don't know. That would be crucial um because that's some weird ass precedent to put in the law yeah well it would be just a i don't know that like defense you know strategies are like bind any other judge or jury to follow them you know that's not how it works but let's see it's a direct twinkie defense is a derisive label for an improbable legal defense. Okay. Okay, it was, it's a catch-all term coined by reporters during their coverage of the trial of defendant Dan White for the murders of uh, San Francisco City Supervisor Harvey Milk and Mayor George Muscone. So he, his defense, was, yeah, he, had, he said he had diminished capacity as a result of his depression and it, including a change in diet from healthful food to Twinkies and other sugary food, which, I mean... I mean, it's not wrong. Oh, yeah, a common symptom of depression. So actually, contrary to common belief, his attorneys did not argue that Twinkies were the cause of his actions, but rather their consumption was symptomatic of his underlying depression, and he was convicted of voluntary manslaughter. Okay, so they yeah. used the Twinkies to show that he was depressed, not that he was... Yeah, so I guess we've been Which using it Which is way more accurate. It's more plausible, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like I'd like to enter Exhibit G, um, the defendant's trash that was seized by the police you know three days after this these murders in this bag you clearly see 12 empty twinkie wrappers so i want to just like 
I can say this because I buy junk food. There is nothing more depressing than going to a grocery store and seeing a guy with no family in the junk food aisle stacking up. He's like pretending he has a family with like, he's carrying around like a framed photo of a family. Just like, (laughs) no, I I do uh, have a family, I swear. Like I have actually in my head... Like, when I'm putting in, like, the third box of cookies, like, I in my head, I'm thinking, like, if the cashier's going to give me shit about this, I, I, I think I can lie and say I have kids, right? It's not against the law. And I'm like, what would my kids' names be? And so I'm, like, walking down the aisle with, like, f- like three <laughs> to four Oreo boxes, like, <laughs> pretending that I'm shopping for a family when I'm really just coming home and eating all of it and watching <laughs> anime. The cashier is like, hasn't said anything, and you're like, these four Oreos are for my sons, Nathan, Jacob, and Walter. She's just like, okay. Then <laughs> you gave three names? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the names you came up with. What's the fourth son's name? <laughs> Well, I thought you said three sons, but uh. <laughs> I thought you said four sons. These are for my oh, for my sons. I thought you said four sons. <laughs> I like that even more. Like these are for my four sons: Nathan, Jacob, and Philip. And you know whatever the other one is. And um. <laughs> <laughs> I have what I swear. It just reminds me of, um, I was in like Eastern Massachusetts, Boston area. And I went to my friend to like a VFW or something where her friend was like the bartender. So we were hanging out getting like free VFW drinks. And so what is a VFW? Oh, a veterans of foreign wars. It's some kind of like a clubhouse for like veterans kind of, or just people. Like, I don't think you have to be... A, yeah. It's like American Legion, like, Elks oh, Lodge. Like Elks. It's just like, I don't really get it. It's like, we're an association. The Elks Moose. Yeah. Buffalo. The, buff- the Bison Bison again, like... Yeah. Lodge. It's just like a lodge that, like, you can... Hang out and, like, drink stale beer. Yeah, and, like, they have, like, charity and they give money to, like, a little league or something. I don't know. Okay, I got I, it. I don't really understand what they're aligned. Probably associated with Circle K or something. <laughs> What's Circle K? I don't know. I see their signs. Oh. Is that a It's supermarket? like another association. Maybe. I don't really get it. I mean, it's not like Mason type things. It's not like secret society. It's just like we are like a club. So it's just society. It's a society. It's like a not so secret society. So any like international listeners, we have like... I don't know what your country's like, but we have, like, dozens of the same... They're, like, fraternities for boring people. And they don't do, like, hazing. Yeah, they don't do hazing, but it's just, like, a bunch of, like, six-year-olds get together and, like, drink a little and, like, have, like, really sad dances. At one Elks Club around here, there's very... Um, dedicated ping pong players oh, when they really? play ping pong. Okay. I have not gone. I'm not good at ping pong, but it's it's like high level. But mm-hmm. anyway, I was in that club and there, there was a guy who was talking to us who was older. And first of all, I thought he was from 
like Ireland, but he was not. He was a local, but he had an extremely thick accent. <laughs> it's not that he had an Irish accent necessarily. Is like I was like, this guy's definitely not from America. But he whatever accent was. he has, yeah, he was. And second of all, so he kept talking to us about. Um, he's basically like explaining that he really needs like a big house and he needs a place in his house where he can just like after working all day when he's stressed out just get away from his like wife and kids and just be by himself and he he really can't take the you know like having to be on all the time he just needs like his own you know space and that like was an elaborate kind of story like discussion for a long time and then at the very end and I wish I could remember how this went down I wish it was recorded but he basically let slip that he doesn't have a wife and kids this is hypothetical if he did oh my god <laughs> if he did then he would need he's like planning for his man cave before and his like eventual like exhaustion uh of his family life i think that's before he, he even is dating anyone probably you know what it's funny and sad but at the same time like good on him for knowing who he is yeah but then there's like i mean he told the whole story as if he had wife and kids yeah well that's a different type <laughs> a of problematic <laughs> it was misleading in a weird way because it's not like we cared <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah right it's like dude we know you're just eating the oreos yeah we know we know all those four boxes of oreos are for you yeah i went to a trader joe's here last month and bought 12 frozen pizzas <laughs> and the, the like so I, I did get a comment from the cashier about that. They will comment, yeah. I get a lot of burritos, and they they usually just comment, like, are these good? And I'm like, yes. I eat them for breakfast every day. Yeah. And that's about it. One thing I do like about the masks and the standing far away from the um, registers is, and them bagging things for you instead of me feeling kind of, like, pressured to, like, help bag a little bit, even though it's my own self-imposed pressure I don't have to like interact so it is I'm, nice i'm just back there and then when i have my mask on and i don't have sunglasses on inside because i'm not like that cool but also it's hard to see <laughs> when it's not that bright out but when i'm like having the mask on and sunglasses no one can see anything of my face and i do feel like a relief that i don't have to like keep up any kind of appearance or act like i'm listening or act like i care and no one can look at me and make eye contact it's kind of nice i think after this i'm gonna wear a burqa yeah i like <laughs> but just i'll wear like normal like clothes the burka will just go down to my neck and it I'll... didn't take long to realize that that's actually like kind of awesome yeah it's like no this isn't for religious reasons it's for antisocial reasons i don't want to like interact with anybody but i need to go purchase things yeah <laughs> i'm going to dress up as a ghost don't look at me yeah <laughs> but my i have no problem like showing you know my body and like normal clothes not like i'm wearing a bikini and trader joe's or anything but you know got i'm not covered up head to toe in in this hypothetical burka but my future burka will just go down to my neck yeah right well i love having my mouth covered it's because people don't know how to like react to your mouth yeah they they're not when it's covered or in general when it's covered they can't tell like what kind of expression you're putting on right so I feel like my interactions in public have been a lot more honest. And they've actually been a little friendlier. See, for me, it's not friendlier or more honest. It's more just like I don't feel the pressure to 
um, react in a way that people will be like pleased by like there's not as much like them looking at me and reacting to my reaction and vice versa because no one right. can tell what anyone's doing it's a relief it's kind of nice yeah it, it, it is it's liberating in a weird way yeah. that i don't think like 10 years ago americans could have understood mm-hmm. you know because we were like anti like face covering and all of that yeah they were like, you can't have a face covering in here because that means you're going to rob the store. And now they're like, you have to have a face covering in here so you don't infect me with COVID. Yeah. It's like, but I could also rob the store now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get to pick. Either I take your stuff or I take your health. You know what? There, ha- I haven't really heard of like an influx of robberies or anything. Yeah, there probably hasn't been. Yeah. I guess it turns out that like... One of the big fears that we had about the masks have has just not panned out. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Because it turns out that, like, your really grainy, like, security footage wasn't catching anyone's face anyway. <laughs> it was just, like, the top of their head. I almost spit my seltzer out. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, like, oh, yeah, no, this isn't showing anything yeah. on the, like, footage. Why don't they just put the camera on the register that would be smarter for sure put it near the things that are gonna be stolen or threatened yeah like put it in they can handle a chill put them in the beer like place Mm -hmm. put them on the register like why is it like above (laughs) the door half the time if it was in the beer thing like someone would open the door and it clouds up (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like was do we have any footage of that we do, but it was, it wasn't, it wasn't functioning. It was, it was just someone opened the beer thing and it was cloudy. Still. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe in there right. isn't a great idea, but you could definitely like angle it because that you got to turn to get there at right. some point. So yeah, I don't know. It's just a lack of creativity. Yeah. Them damn uncreative kids. <laughs> those, those convenience store owners they don't know how to design their security mm-hmm. and it's a real tragedy mm-hmm. they never get those seven hundred dollars in cash back i know it's gotta be the worst place to rob because they like they all drop their cash i know i, I feel like people who do a lot of crimes are kind of dumb about it like they just want quick few hundred dollars for drugs i imagine i can't think i mean maybe they want it for something else but drugs seem to be the most most popular thing to rob people for yeah um it's like in an ill-advised way it's like it's like robbing a bank it's like has anybody since the early 1900s ever gotten away with robbing a bank no the answer is no as soon as we discovered what dna was like and they're always giving you like money that's going to explode with like well not the money that'd be funny what? <laughs> but the money always has like some kind of you know, yeah like powder in it like they're never giving you clean money they're always putting in some kind of a transponder that's gonna like get blue ink over it so you're never gonna be able to spend that yeah. money and then like there's a million like actually good cameras in there and they catch i feel like they catch everyone who robs a bank i don't i don't think it's possible like yeah. which is fine like whatever but plus the banks don't like 
have like the the tellers have a few thousand dollars i think at a time yeah but i mean not, not a few thousand dollars is a nice amount of money but not like several years worth of prison right yeah i think it's all like like hackers are like the only successful bank robbers at this point yeah for sure and even then like a heist is like pretty rare to yeah. the point where it gets on the news yeah true because it's just people scamming people being like i'm well you got your nigerian prince that some people still haven't caught yeah. on to they know it's like 12 My years old explicit nigerian prince right they, they actually all work for me yeah you have an army of like nigerian princes <laughs> i really like that image yeah you have them march around then you have them like send emails and the thing is their emails work better because they're really truly princes so yeah they, they know they're not they have the confidence of people who know that they're royalty that's one of my favorite images is like you, the, the the nigerian prince scam is like so common no one falls for it but like imagine if there is like an african prince who is genuinely trying to give a million dollars away yeah and like he just can't find someone like no one will believe him yeah and he's like just really frustrated at this point yeah it's just like he's like depressed because like no one will accept his charity he's like i'm contacting people at random and they still won't do it (laughs) the mental illness happy hour podcast uh is a good podcast and the host paul gilmar and sometimes just read he reads letters from listeners and then he'll read a letter that he got or an email he got you know that's a scam email um but he'll just read it like deadpan and it's it's really funny <laughs> That's and, then, and he'll respond to it too as he's reading it you know oh my like God. they ask a question and he's like well no i haven't considered that that's a good point you know like yeah. it's, it's pretty good <laughs> i like i i believe there was a ted talk of a guy who just would respond to scammers mm-hmm. just to like ruin their day kind of yeah some people like trolling the trolls yeah because I, I guess they're doing like god's work or whatever because anytime they're spent like getting trolled by the like a troll um the less time they have to scam other people troll on troll combat yeah that's... it's just two like like one and a half foot um trolls with like huge like colored hair and like yeah. short little knives oh i was thinking it's turning into like a really sad version of lord of the rings yeah which is like just lord of the rings sorry i'm not a fan of lord damn of the rings. damn that shade that shade it's came just down so boring like i f- you know what i i don't want that in our podcast you're you're bringing the energy down i just don't like lord of the rings it's just too boring ah. like i was watching the first one and i kind of fell asleep and woke up like probably like an hour or no like two and a half hours later and then i'm like my first thought was they're still going on about this ring That's, it was like the whole time I, do you know what the name is i it's do the lord of the rings i know but can, it's not the lord of the rings and other plot points and thank you you made my point that's the that's the problem but <laughs> it's just about a fucking ring yeah that it's the, the it's the it's a MacGuffin. what's that 
it, it, like a, a pointless thing in a plot oh. that like the actual plot takes place around. Okay. Well, maybe it takes too much place around the ring. That's what I say. <laughs> I. But I don't like fantasy, and I don't. I don't like really epic, like made up shit. So you don't like fun, is what I'm hearing. I like fun. That's like satire. 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 <laughs> I Put like satire on the car. <laughs> officer i'm so used to driving on the autobahn (laughs) (laughs) i did not realize i was going so fast maybe there's something i can do for you (laughs) (laughs) there's something my wife could do for you (laughs) (laughs) the obligatory um, super troopers troopers reference everything i know about germany i learned from super troopers yeah (laughs) naturally (laughs) or naturalish (laughs) naturalish (laughs) <laughs> I'm probably not saying that right. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing a little bit of German is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's happening. Yeah. I'm about to go on schnitzel. <laughs> What's going on schnitzel mean? Hmm? What's going on schnitzel mean? Schnitzel mean? You said I'm about to go on schnitzel. Oh, go want schnitzel. Oh. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's like on fleek. On schnitzel. On schnitzel. Mm-hmm. Ein. There's a, a, fr- a German phrase I know, but it's from, like, I think the late 90s when my roommate in college was an exchange student there. So she would use it and people would make fun of her because it was, like, later at that point. And now it's way later. Das ist Dahama. Dahama. Oh, my God. That's, like, <laughs> that sounds like 90s slang. It's, like, that's the bomb. That's but the hammer. The ha- that is the hammer. Das ist der Hammer. Oh my god. I bet it was because of hammer time. Probably. Yeah. I love that song and video. Can't touch this. Is that hammer? MC yeah. Hammer? Okay, MC good. Hammer. Good, good, good. <laughs> das ist der Hammer. Der Hammer. I like that. Can't touch this. Do, 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 do. Oh do, my god. Do. Can't touch this. I'm not even going to pretend. I've heard the song like once in my life. It's a really good video to play when you're celebrating something. Yeah, I'm just saying. We're all entitled to our wrong opinions. How can you like that and not Lord of the Rings? Well, the video for that takes up about three or four minutes instead of three or four hours. Okay. So right away, it's less of a commitment and it's also more exciting (laughs) speaking of lord of the rings elijah was in lord of the rings right uh yeah 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 he's like a main character in it yeah because he kind of just inherently looks like a hobbit a little bit he really does yeah it it was such a natural fit for him he was also in eternal sunshine of the spotless mind which we we watched last night brian had not seen it it came out in 2004 but so it's not i'm still upset (laughs) Well, I don't see. It doesn't upset me, but it makes me cry every time I see that movie. I love I that movie. I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. I dreamt about that did movie. Did you? What did you dream? Just like, I, it was inarticulate mm-hmm. things. Just like sadness. Yeah. And like poignant, it, heart, heart-wrenching. Pretty much. And I woke up thinking about it. Yeah. And like, I was thinking of, like about it while making breakfast I sang Oh My Darling Clementine today. 
Like that movie got in my head. Yeah. It, excellent though. Like yeah. absolutely. And Elijah Wood was such a creep in He it. was. Like, yeah. He was a good creep. Yeah. Like like an accurate creep. Like the you know what it felt like? I love movies where there isn't a clear antagonist. Like or like if there is an antagonist to the, the plot, like it's not like just like evil McSqueagle. That's true. That's a, a good point. And, and that was a characteristic of this movie where there was no real bad people. Like the, he wanted them to stop erasing his memories, but it's not like they were maliciously doing it like right. to follow oh, them. I mean, they spoiler alert. It's yeah. I mean, it's, this came out 16 years ago. So if yeah. no one's, if no one's seen eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, I mean, God, it's so like it was so heartbreaking at points. Yeah. But like in other times it was like it was one of those things where it was like it was so heartbreaking. So the funny things were just like hilarious in a, like a very like real way. It was very realistic, even though that procedure is not you know, yeah. able, able to be done. It was very realistic. It was even realistic as to like how you remember things or how you misremember things yeah like everything about it i think was like expertly done i like that got one of the rare 10 out of 10s for me it was so good it's a good movie to watch if you want to cry yeah (laughs) i kind of wanted to cry because i was like depressed but i wanted to feel something i know you like looked over at me and i was bawling (laughs) (laughs) sometimes like crying about something else when you're depressed makes you feel better because yeah you're not wallowing in your own previous issues yeah i i was not i was kind of hoping that you would cry (laughs) oh wow not because i want not because i wanted you to be sad but because i wanted you to be the kind of person who was moved by it anywhere so what if i knew that was the type of person you wanted me to be and so I cried for that reason, but not because of the authentic reason of crying to the film. You'd be kind of an advanced sociopath. <laughs> yeah, where I have an, enough empathy to know how to abuse it. That you're able to tell that that's who I want you to be, and then you can like turn on the waterworks in order to, you know, fulfill that. that that's it's top top score sociopath yeah i looked over i couldn't see if you were crying for a lot of it and then i looked over at you and then you were shaking a little bit and i thought maybe you were gonna laugh but then i saw you were just crying and i was crying too (laughs) it's so sad it's so it's so like sad but like not tragic you know which is like refreshing because it's not like upsetting in the sense of oh this person like died that's horrible now i feel like sad or that person lost their like limb and that's fucked up it was more like this is so heartbreaking but they're okay yeah like nobody's like dying or anything it's like it reminded me of if like a wholesome anime was sad right it really evokes loss yeah, in a very, like, like they made intangible loss very real. Or, like, loss of relationships or, or people. Memories. 
that kind of thing loss of like social relationships romantic or otherwise like yeah it made that very real and it makes you feel the feels because it you can relate to it boy that was something else and of course it was a french director was it pretty sure i'm gonna fact check that quick i don't think it was if it was a french director i don't think he had a french sounding name was he really french Michel Gondry is a French director, screenwriter, and producer. Oh, sure. When you say it like Michel, you say it Michael. (laughs) 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 Yes, if you say the name wrong, it doesn't sound French. What else did he direct? Um, So a complete, like, weird list. Um. Anything I don't might... recognize a lot of these, but so he did Human Nature was his first film. Human Nature, never hoid of it. Yeah, right. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Sunshine, uh, The Science of Sleep, um, which is a surreal science fantasy comedy, uh, Be Kind Rewind, which looks like it has Jack Black in it. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. And then he did the Green Hornet, which is like one of the like stranger like superhero movies. Okay. And then one that has a name that I love is uh Mood Indigo. It's got it looks like the most pretentious thing and I want to watch it. It's a surrealistic romantic science fantasy. He just likes to do surrealistic romantic science fantasies yeah pretty much that's kind of eternal sunshine although it's as we were just saying yesterday eternal sunshine spotless mind's not really science fictiony there's a procedure that's done in it that you can't really do but it's accepted as you know realistic and they're not into the like the weird technical nonsense yeah. of it which is refreshing the lack of exposition makes it more real than if like the doctor had come in and like shifted his glasses and then was like this experience was designed in 2011 and was designed created to erase the memories of things that you hate (laughs) it takes the neurons and redirects the like just like over explaining and ruining the science right right um that's also funny because this was in the early 2010s so it would yeah. be this it was designed in the future and then there's a time machine but that that always happens in science fiction yeah. where it's like 15 years from now we're going to invent this thing right and then we're going to explain it until you're bored and you realize that there's a flaw in the science that we're explaining we're going to explain it until you turn this off and watch lord of the rings see that's where lord of the rings gets it right they don't they just take for granted the things that are mm-hmm. in that world? There should be a um, parody called Edge Lord of the Rings. Oh my god! Why is that not a thing? It's just the entire ca- like Lord of the Rings story, but everyone's wearing a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the. Oh my god! Someone needs to deep fake fedoras on everyone. <laughs> Edge Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> you know what speaking of elijah wood one time i saw him in a bar that was did you yeah i didn't talk to him though he was not sitting very far from from my cousin and me nice and we're like that's elijah wood oh my god (laughs) hey how about that that's how far it went that's 
good on you for not harassing him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I like him, I guess, enough. I mean, I think he is a pretty good actor. I like some of the stuff he's been in, such as that movie, but I don't... I'm not like a fan girl or fanboy for Elijah Wood. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, I'm just thinking of, like, sitting at a bar being Elijah Wood. I would have such anxiety that someone would, like, recognize me and start fucking bothering me while I'm just trying to enjoy a beer. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I didn't see a lot of people going up to him, so maybe they didn't recognize him or, I don't know, maybe they were too cool. I don't know. What... Were you at a hipster bar? Is that? <laughs> I don't think it was a, hip- a hipster bar. It was just a cocktail bar and in manhattan so that's pretty fancy oh my god okay my my cousin's friend was like a server there so we were going based on the assumption that we would not have to pay for any of the drinks was this the place with the blue and the orange lights Uh, i don't know i know there's like a million cocktail bars but the one that i've been to in manhattan was like just colored neon I don't know. I've never heard of that. All right. Yeah. That's all right. I don't remember there being any lights, but, and we were right. We didn't have to pay. We we had to, we did pay for, you know, tipping, which is good, but it was good that we didn't have to pay for the actual drinks because we didn't have that much money. Yeah. <laughs> and we drinks in Manhattan are like $20. Yeah. We, we couldn't have paid for all the drinks. I guess, I guess credit cards, but we, we didn't yeah. have, so... Oh my god. I, I think I maxed out a credit card one night in Manhattan. Like, I went from zero to a thousand just oh, yeah. drinking. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Is that the night you were, like, wandering around all night? Yeah. <laughs> Hanging yeah. out with homeless people? Hanging out with homeless people, getting high, like, just hitting up every bar i was hanging out with like an irish rock band at one point <laughs> was it the pogues uh no it wasn't but it, i don't remember their name which is really unfortunate because they were really good yeah and i was like it was a black 47 it might have been wow that sounds really... Fa- it sounds familiar, but yeah. that could also just because I know the music. Yeah, yeah. But I was like... The Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> no, it wasn't Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> yeah. No, like, it was like... I Like, I started chatting with the bassist at the bar, and mm-hmm. then went... Like, I was over, like, helping them set up their act. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then, like, next thing you know, you're, like, touring with them. Yeah, right. I, it, I came close. Unfortunately, I was on, like, a business trip. <laughs> Not that I slept that night. And then you, like... Wait, why didn't you go back? You forgot where your hotel was? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, because I was really high, and there are a bunch of hotels of the same name. I forgot which street <laughs> particular one that I was on. Yeah, was and you at. didn't have a phone. Yeah, so I was I didn't have like automatic repayment on my phone plan at that point, and my phone bill lapsed at midnight. Oh my god! <laughs> so my phone just stopped working. This is like a Cinderella story, a modern Cinderella story. It took me until five in the morning to sober up enough to realize that I could just ask the person at the Marriott which hotel I was staying at. Yeah, be like, at. so weird question. I'm at a Marriott. Um, am I in here? And if second question, if not, which one am I? Yeah, in? which one am I in? Yeah. Um, didn't wasn't there a homeless person who? Well, I don't know if they were homeless, but we assume who tried to pickpocket you and you caught them and then shamed them. Yeah, I just like, what would your mother think? 
And then you hung out. Yeah, then we hung, we got pizza. <laughs> I don't... It was a weird night. Yeah, it sounds like it. it. Like, I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah. But the things that, like, surfaced, I'm like, all right, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Fun times. Yeah. Good thing it was New York City of uh, the early 2010s or mid instead of new york city of like the 80s the 80s or 90s or early to mid 90s yeah yeah <laughs> or 70s <laughs> that happens mm-hmm. yeah time <laughs> changing things seem to get gentler with time or worse depending on where you are <laughs> yeah. it's like just the <laughs> well new york i mean some things get you know safer some things get more dangerous yeah that's fair i suppose there's no telling what time will do yeah March. Hashtag serious conversation. Yeah. This breakfast table is getting deep. (laughs) Check, check, please. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, So I was thinking that we could perhaps dive into a new subject. Um, Something that we've been talking about trying has been figuring out the world's problems. And I have, I thought we could go on to the worldwidewebwebsitecom slash questions.html and answer some questions. Okay. Well, I looked up um, Dear Abby, because you people who are our listeners don't aren't sending us questions oh yeah please send us questions any way you know how if you know us send it to us if you don't know us email the questions are brian at breakfastwithyourfriends.com yeah and connie at breakfastwithyourfriends.com go to breakfastwithyourfriends.com step one step two go to contact us um and then step three send email yep and we will check them but so we have a question. Yeah. Granted it's really dear Abby's question, but we're gonna do this thing called um what was it? Brian's self improve Brian's improvement of others hour. What was it called? I think it's called Brian Saves the World. Oh right, I'm sorry. Brian saves the world. We yes. gotta have a little gravitas to it. <laughs> Alright, so world, lay it on me. Dear Abby slash dear Brian. <laughs> My husband and I married two years ago. A year later, we welcomed our first child. It's kind of fast, Aww. but whatever. <laughs> well, but, you know, that okay. So they're, they, on, they're, they're obviously on a schedule. When um, you put the ring on, you take the condom off. <laughs> That's what that sounds is, like. Speaking of which is how a lot of people are like, my fiance is pregnant. Like, okay. <laughs> That's fine, but... yeah. Um, At least it's the 21st now, century, not the 12th. Now your wedding's going to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never imagined I would ever want a divorce. Well, you probably should have thought about that, but whatever. Well, I found out early this year that my husband has a fetish slash, fa- slash fantasy about bigger women. Parenthesis, he actually said it. Okay. He is a quote feeder. He has purchased books related to these things. Now, is he a bottom feeder? (laughs) Well, that's a whole separate fetish, I think. Sorry. All right. Sorry. (laughs) That's that's so... We don't have information about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
TBD. He has purchased books related to these things, which is feeding, and watches videos and reads stories about it while sitting next to me on the couch. It turns him on. He has asked me to consider gaining weight. I told him he needs help. I made an appointment for him to see a therapist and am forcing him to go. I feel cheated on and disrespected. I don't know how to handle this bomb he dropped on me. I don't know how to be with someone who has such a strong impulse. I hate to feel at fault for walking away and breaking up our family, but I can't go along with this and risk my health. I also don't know how to live apart from him. Any help is appreciated. Signed, wife of a feeder. All right. Wow. That Not bottom feeder. Not Well, we don't know. Well, we don't it's about know. gaining weight, not eating poop. <laughs> so I think we can... We can deduce it's not bottom feeding. Okay. For now. The jury's out. We'll, <laughs> we'll just, we, we'll say we don't know. All right. Okay. All right. I like that. That's a real problem, right? Like you don't want to, like, it sounds like she doesn't want to like get heavier. Maybe it's not healthy, right? But I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's only one way out of this where everyone comes out ahead. Murder, suicide? No. There are only two ways out of this where everyone <laughs> comes out ahead. <laughs> I'm not... Let's discuss the other one. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the best way to do it would be to ruin his fetish. That okay. is the It's like foolproof. You got... All you got to do is just get way more into it than he is. Right? Okay. Like, if he wants you to eat, like, a cake... Or if he wants you to gain weight, you get in bed with him and you you bring in like a whole cheesecake, like a rotisserie chicken, and you just keep eating and eating and eating. And he's going to like that, right? He's going to like that a lot for a while. But eventually you keep eating. And this is all the same night until you puke. <laughs> on him. You binge, you purge on him. And you keep doing it until he starts screaming it for you to stop. And he's begging for you. That's a to pretty stop. good idea. It sucks to do that one night. That's not good for your health, even short term, to be you know, doing that binge and purge. But if it's just for one night and it could cure it yeah. for the whole time. He'll never want you to eat again. You're gonna have to have a problem you're gonna have a different problem. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're yeah, it's a whole separate other problem. So at that point, that's yeah. hard, that's harder to to shock him with you, with you not might eating. you might that, that that little bun that came out of your oven you might want to get a babysitter for for this for that night for that the night. babysitter's like in the living room like this is weird <laughs> this is really weird the, like calls her mom to pick her up yeah right <laughs> that actually reminds me of a very similar situation that i was in but but not also at the very same time very not similar so i was babysitting. i was babysitting i didn't really babysit very much because i didn't like to i didn't really need the money because i wasn't ever doing anything as a kid like that i needed money for so i wasn't motivated to enter the wage labor system okay. and i also didn't really like i don't hate kids but i didn't like hanging out with uh little kids i have an aside quick if communists believe in owning the means of production, what do babysitters own in a communist society? Do they own the babies? Well, children aren't... I don't know what you're talking about. They're not production 
like you, are you saying in a communist society would there be babysitters yeah and what would they like what would their like how would the manifestate never mind i'll go on this on a, another time yeah i'm I, just thinking what you're saying makes little t- I d- <laughs> the th- like theorizing where where like babysitters fall under marxism could go a bunch of different ways i don't think scholars have spent a lot of time on that <laughs> Uh, I, I interrupted your... I your, think that your, there wouldn't be a lot of need for babysitters because people would be not constantly, like, away from the home having to work. So yeah. if, if they were doing this weird fetish stuff, they need a babysitter, but they could probably find someone to watch the kids. I don't know. Okay. It probably wouldn't be paid labor. might be their friend if they'd have better social bonds. I'm not really sure how it would work. Anyway, I went to the house my sister usually babysat there but she couldn't that night and so i like was like yeah i'll babysit these kids they were pretty good kids and i just had to like kind of supervise them going to bed and their parents were out to eat it was just the house like right next to my parents so it was not far at all and it was going fine but then i all of a sudden one of the two girls who was probably like i don't know six or something started puking and spinning around. What? <laughs> she was having like a, a violent um, vomiting reaction, but she didn't really realize being so little, like, let me throw up like in a toilet or a trash can and just like stay still till I'm done throwing up. Cause she was like, she was shocked by her body, like suddenly violently th- puking things. Aww. So she was just, it was, she was basically like making noise and like spinning around in her room like throwing up and i was like whoa 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 and i called i called my mom and then she called the um parents and they came home and my babysitting night was over i don't remember if i got paid or not i probably did you probably should have for a little bit for having to deal with that i didn't really do, do much to be honest it was it was above and beyond my pay grade like i can't clean very well i'm a kid i'm not gonna clean up puke i can't take care of a kid that's puking like, yeah i'm not an adult like this is far and above like you're not old enough nobody's old enough yeah even the parents aren't old enough i just love the fact that she started spinning it was it was kind of funny like she got puke a lot of place more places than she would have otherwise it was all on the floor of her room though so it wasn't like you know yeah it's just gotta clean the carpet kids rooms are horrible yeah i mean she they were like i said they're good kids it's not like she was doing anything wrong well i didn't watch her maybe she was overeating beforehand i don't yeah, think right. she was though. <laughs> but she just you know had a stomach bug or whatever and just was projectile vomiting so that's similar to what you're suggesting that these people do i think yeah i bet you will never have a food fetish yeah you could i think this is similar to what dear abby ended up telling them but i my take on it would kind of be like you could just be like i mean it's hard it's easier said than done but be like look i'm not into that and i'm not gonna fulfill this for you so right. you can watch feeder porn or whatever you want to do, but not while I'm in the living room because I don't want to see this unless you do. Or, but it sounds right. like she's bothered by it. And so if you don't be like on your own time when we're not hanging out, if you want to do that, go for it. But I'm not going to do that. So that's the situation. Um, the other thing, I don't know that she should feel well. You can't tell people how to feel, but it's, she, she says she feels cheated on. Well, is that true? Because, I mean... Some people believe that watching pornography is a form of adultery. 
Yeah, but it sounds like she doesn't think that it it's adultery because he was watching that regularly. Is it, is I can't it tell. like just a like a reversal of expectations that she feels? Yeah, she, does, on she doesn't by? really elaborate why she feels cheated on, but. I mean, like you're not the man I married. Yeah, but it's like, well, you're not, you're not being cheated on. But yes, he could have told you that, especially if he wanted to bring it, if it was very important for him to bring it into the like relationship. Maybe he wanted to sneak it in. He, he wanted <laughs> it to. Like. He wanted to wait till you were legally um, bound to him. <laughs> Yeah, which is a little dirty of a thing to do. Yeah, or maybe too he he thought he would just like suppress it, but then he was like, actually, I can't. I can't suppress these 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 chubby urges. Yeah. So that's that. I mean, wow. Yeah. No, I still think vomiting on him from overeating will just fix it right there. Yeah. I mean, not to s- unless he's into that too, in which case, eh, like yeah. Get a divorce, I guess. Well, you don't have to get a divorce, but that's even less appealing. Like it's also very dangerous to your health to be throwing up all the time if you can avoid it. Maybe ooh. Maybe and pardon the expression here, maybe she can have her cake and eat it too. By throwing it up and then having hey. it. No, I'm thinking like maybe she can kinda lean into it. But take it from a dumb perspective and only eat salads in front of him. That's possible. Although I don't know if he's into being a sub. Well, that's a separate. It's fetish. sub or be subbed, right? That's oh. <laughs> that's that's a sub eat sub world. This is a like. Are we at Subway right now? <laughs> like I'm confused. <laughs> Subway eat flesh. No. <laughs> Um, Subway is a sub-eat sub-world I think that would be the way to do it Like you could either like Out-kink him by vomiting on him Or Like withhold it And just give him like Culinary blue balls Mm -hmm. So either he gets over it Or he like Leaves of his own volition And then you get the house yeah, that's not legal advice because we're not um, uh, like family law attorneys and you may actually not get the house at all. <laughs> it's not legal advice, but it's life advice. Yeah, just you may that that outcome in the divorce may not be the one that you get. regardless of the outcome. My advice will help save the world. Brian saves the world. Yeah. Next question. And I haven't even read this one. So, oh, boy. Dear Abby. I mean, sorry, dear Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Breakfast with Your Friends, my wife and I have been married five months. (laughs) This is the other guy, the guy writing in. Okay. No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Her 40-year-old son. (laughs) Yeah. Dear Abby, I want my wife to eat more. Yeah. I'm a a quote feeder. (laughs) I'm a bottom feeder. What she doesn't know is I'm a bottom feeder. Yeah. She didn't take the feeder thing too well. She just cries. She just cries while I'm watching my my 600 pound life. <laughs> oh God! Oh man, that's got to be porn for some people. Well, yeah, they're going in the opposite direction, but you're right. But in reality, they're actually literally eating a lot in that show. Yeah. And so, yeah, 
which I mean, whoa, yeah, everything's porn for somebody. Yeah, that's true. There's people listening to this who are like into it. I, you know that that's what keeps me going. <laughs> <laughs> it's our aspirational goals. Yeah. This podcast, Just could knowing be. that someone out there is getting hot and bothered over my dumb jokes. <laughs> They're Brian sexual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get that a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Her, uh, my wife and I have been married five months. Her 40-year-old son lives in our basement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jud- that took a turn. Judgment has been passed. He has a job, but I have no idea if he pays rent. Well, first of all, what do you mean you don't have any idea if he pays rent? It sounds like you live with her, so you're a landlord as well. So maybe figure that out. Anyway. Get a grip on your finances, man. Well, she might own the house. Doesn't matter. He lives there now. He owns it, too. Yeah. Like, you, like, yeah. I think. Well, we're not lawyers, but I think. So we're just going to assume that he's not paying anything if he doesn't know about it. He says, if he doesn't, it doesn't really. If he doesn't, it really doesn't bother me. Okay, whatever. Wait, what? What does bother me is that at his age, he should be out on his own by now. He's trying to pay off school loans, which I understand. However, he is the one who incurred these bills. All he had to do was finish his dissertation and he would have had his doctorate instead he quit school and doesn't plan on going back okay first of all my all he had to do was finish his dissertation is a little bit uh unrealistic because that's really hard that's and like, that's that's where a lot of people get stuck and that's called the phd well there's that's, a lot there's a lot of work that he's already done to get to that point but then doing the dissertation and finishing it is what takes people many years usually after their classes and can, and that's where a lot of people drop out and there's a whole designation abd all but dissertation that yeah. people like to claim because they're like i haven't written this like really long paper slash book um but i did i did a lot of classes right so, so yeah. but at that set I can see his point where you just spent like, you know, six or seven years doing something. You just, you already sunk this much of your life into it. It sucks, but just try to write this thing so you can have like your credential. But yeah, anyway, he quit school and doesn't, doesn't plan on going back. My wife thinks, sorry, my wife doesn't think she's an enabler, but I disagree. It's getting very hard for me to uh, put up with this situation. Signed, upset in Colorado. I have the advice for him right all right stepdad are you listening you got to go down into the basement eat a lot of food and throw up on him god damn it you stole my joke (laughs) that was your joke i thought that you had another piece of advice no that was it (laughs) sorry (laughs) fuck (laughs) sorry i thought that you had a real piece of advice that was also humorous, but I didn't think it was a callback to your first advice. I got so excited. I was going to be like, yeah, it's a callback. It's going to be great. And then you fucking, like, ripped the rug under my dreams. I'm fucking but, done. But your dreams, just like when somebody pulls a tablecloth out, stayed intact, hardly, hardly moved. Yeah. No, you know what? This guy, like, clearly... Okay, for one, this guy... The the, the all-but dissertation guy is 40, right? Right. Um, this puts these people at, like, minimum 58. Yeah, I'm sure they're in their mid-60s. Right? Yeah. Like, 
like, they should know that, like, he should have known that there was, like, a a man living in the basement. Yeah, when he was dating this lady who he married five months ago, it must have been something that he knew about as a situation. So, I mean, it just seems like he could have brought this up. Like, why is it a problem now? You know? Yeah. Maybe maybe it's just more of a problem now because he's there, like, all the time. He just moved in, sold his house, and now he's like, oh, God. I don't know. Yeah, like, realizing that yeah. it's not what he wanted. But, like, who cares, man? Like, it's the basement. You, What are you going to go do? Set up, like, a your, your fucking pool table that you're never going to use? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to trace the like origin of why he cares like if he really doesn't care if he pays rent he's not worried about the expense of the you know the utilities or eating the food if he doesn't mention that he's annoyed by the guy being around it sounds like he's pretty autonomous and playing video games in the basement and not you know coming upstairs and bothering them or whatever yeah so and another benefit is when they can go on their like vacations and stuff and then he would be watching the house but yes maybe she's enabling him and maybe his life isn't taking a good path but what what's the downside to that for you guys like for this writer how does that impact his life and it may impact his life in some ways but what is he really afraid of because it's not really enough to say like this other person's running their life into the ground because a lot of people are running their life into the ground and it's not really your concern yeah well you know what it is and i don't want to stereotype but it's that whole like this is why i brought up how old he was earlier Mm -hmm. It's that generation that's like, I moved out of my house when I was 15 years old and I got a job and mm-hmm. I paid my, bought a house with a nickel. I hitchhiked to Woodstock I, and then I, I got a like job in finance the next and, week. And then I, a cop threatened to pepper spray me. So I went and worked in, and climbed the corporate ladder and now I'm a middle manager at a Tesco. <laughs> I'm also from England. Yeah, and yeah, I'm the the only Tesco in in Detroit yeah. or something. <laughs> Tesco's one store in America. I meant Costco. <laughs> I'm sixty. I'm, I'm too old for this. I don't even know where I work. Yeah, where's um, my social security? Yeah, <laughs> um, old economy Steve. That yeah. meme. Yeah, this guy's an old economy Steve, and I think he's jealous. I think he's jealous that he has his amenities taken care of as Mm -hmm. a 40-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not a lot of security that a lot of people afford. Frankly, I'm jealous. If I had the opportunity to go live in my parents' basement, I would, but they don't have a basement. (laughs) You're just, like, under their house in that, like, like a crawl space type situation. (laughs) Yeah. There's, like, bats. (laughs) Bats and spiders. Spiders, yeah. Like, just not an, uh, an unpleasant experience. Like skeletons of, like, rodents and yeah. stuff under there. Yeah. But, like, that's... You know, like, I think America particularly has an issue of... Like, a familial issue where we expect our kids to move out when they're between 18 and 21. Yeah. And we're seeing it less and less now. It's, like... And people are making a big stink about it, but frankly, like, there are stories of, like, Italian men just living with their family their entire life. Yeah. Or, like, in Bali, they've got, you know, going back to Eat, Pray, Love. (laughs) Their whole family lives in, like, a little community together. Yeah. I guess it's, like, they think that if you don't move out by a certain time, you're not hitting, like, a developmental mark. But, and that may be true, but also, 
what they fail to realize is those of us who did move out, we still haven't hit that developmental mark. Yeah, right. We're just undeveloped and away from you. Yeah, which is priceless <laughs> for many of us. But at the same time, for this guy, if he has his own basement, like if my parents had an area that I could just live in without interacting with them all the time, which they don't in the way the house is, and they let me live there rent-free, I would live there. Yeah. They don't, so when I lived there, after I moved back to the area when I was still in my early 20s, I didn't, like, I had, there's pros, like, my mom would make my lunch <laughs> to go to work. It's nice. Yeah, it is. It's real nice. And I didn't have to pay for stuff, including most food, and so I saved, like, a lot of money, and, but the cons were, like, not really privacy, and interacting with them all the time which is uh, and then then they started i was trying to find a place but i wasn't trying that hard and then they started like charging me escalating rent uh oh which i didn't yeah like it was a few hundred dollars well like four for like a few months and then it was gonna jump up to like 600 and i was like well if i'm gonna pay 600 dollars i'm gonna have an apartment this is also a long time ago so that's when it was feasible you know for that price right. to have an apartment i'm like then i'm gonna just have an apartment and not live here so that's and that's exactly what they wanted i didn't let them so know they that didn't want you there they wanted me to move out after yeah. like six months but i was saving a lot of money but the, i probably would have moved out of my own volition because of the like set up where it wasn't like an autonomous like little area that i had like this basement that sounds like a finished you know pretty nice finished basement that this 40 year old uh hopefully not 40 year old virgin but you know well well, that's fine we don't judge it we don't well we do well we don't but it sounds like he's like a adult adult like not having like like the only ostensible thing wrong air quotes with this guy is that he doesn't live on his own and didn't finish his phd program but he may very well have a job it sounds like he does because he's trying I think to... they mentioned that he had a job yeah right so he yeah. has a job so he's fine so he's, he's not just... a neat he's just chilling at home yeah he's just like why would i waste money on rent somewhere else when i can live here for free it's for... an economic yeah. decision the only way i could see it being a problem maybe it didn't get brought up because like like old economy steve was bashful about it or something maybe the dude's on the drug maybe he's doing the the... maybe but we don't have any reason to think he's on drugs right i mean that'd be the only reason i could see that he was like squandering his like life is if he was spending it frivolously yeah yeah i mean even if she if uh the guy is being enabled so to speak like enabled to do what like in in a way it's like only economically rational for him to live there yeah by the way like enablement isn't really a neutral term if you're enabling someone to have a nice life right then what's wrong with that you know what fuck all the economy steve dear abby sort of should have like mailed him a fire or something i don't mailed. know here's a a raging fire in a package yeah my phone also doesn't want to let me read more dear abby because it wants me to pay so well but i found a way around it but whatever (laughs) we'll deal with that another day so that was brian saves the world brian saves the world since breakfast with your friends listeners aren't sending us questions we will just answer questions that were written to um a fake person who might have existed at one time abigail van buren but who now is just like randos yeah now you hear that people send us questions 
and we'll get back to you with very honest answers that will save your world. Your world will be saved. Don't worry about it. Sit sit back, relax. Let Brian enable you. Yes, the good kind of enablement. <laughs> the, good. the kind where I tickle your prostate. <laughs> with Okay. And throw up on you. And throw <laughs> Bye. (laughs) Check out Brian's like (laughs) Pornhub channel. Uh, Anyway, bye. Thank you.